1990, the Space Shuttle Discovery placed the Hubble Space Telescope in orbit, revolutionizing astronomy. Chris Rock debuts on Saturday Night Live, and years before he invented the Flying V, Gordon Bombay and his regulators vowed to make everyone famous. GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action marker! Pop quiz, hot shot! Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need for need for speed. Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ. With me again, as always, ish. Joe. Hey, what's up? <laughs> I, was, I was not prepared how to react to that uh, intro you gave me. I was going to say, as always, but I'm like, no, not really, as you, always. That's kind of not, how this, not you, how this works. You caught me off guard, LPJ. I good, know. good to see you. Good I to be back. caught me off guard. Yeah, but it's good. It worked out. Yeah. We're past it. We're good. We're, good. <laughs> uh, we're not alone here today in the studio. We have uh, a reoccurring, very special guest, friend of the podcast. Jody is back with us today. Hey, LPJ. Uh, Machine Gun Joe. <laughs> Machine Bro- Gun Joe. <laughs> Broteened. I don't know. Something should stick, though. Uh, Joe I, needs a nickname. I mean, I don't know if I need one, but... Um, Let's, you know. We're going to crowdsource this. I'm going to take this to Discord. Discord, people. He needs a nickname. All right, I'm open to it. Discord, if you if you have a nickname, particular one you think I should go by, I'm fine. I'm open. I'm open to it. I got a feeling there's going to be a lot of hovercraft variants. It's true. A lot of. It's been so long since we've done a movie with a hovercraft. I know it's kind of sad. <laughs> it is. I feel a little upset. Spoilers. <laughs> but the the movie we're talking about today definitely no hovercrafts in it. No, definitely not a hovercraft. I kind of wish there was. Yeah, we are talking about, of course, the 1990 classic Young Guns Two. Yeah, Young Guns Two. Um. So to set the stage, we asked Jody what movie he wanted to do. Right. And I was I didn't I like I this movie makes sense. Yeah. But I didn't expect him to say this. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, given our shared history on That's this. That's fair. All right, well, we'll let you start, Jody. Give us your history with Young Guns Do. Um, I don't remember the last time I saw this before this week, but I remember watching it a lot as a child. I remember playing Young Guns as a child. <laughs> yes, we should say that, yes, when we were all young children and friends, we people would play, you know, whatever, but we would play Young Guns. Yeah, now, I have a vague recollection of, like, I, I kind of piece this together. Okay. Because this came out, what, what would you say, 1990? 1990. We would have been 10. 9, 10, 11-ish, yeah. depending on in when that, we saw in it. In that range, yeah. I got a feeling this is one of those movies that we watched in Justin's basement on HBO. I think that sounds right. That makes sense. <laughs> Like that's that's I'm fairly certain that's what this is. And we we'd watch it a lot. And like Jody said, we would play Young Guns. Yeah. Um, Jody always being his favorite Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh. That's 100 percent true. Me having to be Doc. Yep. And then Nobster, we always made be Chavez. As always, Chavez. <laughs> it just seemed to fit. Because <laughs> I'm dark, I can't I help mean, it. Chavez is cool. I like Chavez. He had a sweet ass knife. <laughs> also, I guess we should say that initially Jody suggested this to us, and we weren't sure because of its availability. But Jody came through. He did. He it's oh. true. <laughs> I'm like, I finally picked a movie I wanted to do, not like Death Race when I didn't get to. Pick. Oh, geez, don't start this controversy again. <laughs> but I was like, I want to do Young Guns too, and LPJ's like, 
Uh, it's too hard to find. <laughs> I'm like, like, no, I didn't. Fuck you. What I said was, I don't know, man. Can we do the first one? The second one's a little more difficult to find than I expected. So I looked through my DVDs. I actually had a copy. Did not know that. But I was ready to get three copies from the library. <laughs> I gave one to LBJ. Oh, which reminds me, I have it with me. I have to give it back to you. I got one from the library I gave to Machine Gun Joe. <laughs> right, that's true. I, gave I watched on Crackle. So if anyone would like to watch this... That's your avenue. Libraries or Crackle. You should have told me Crackle. I would have just watched it on there. <laughs> or or go to Jody's house and borrow his copy. Because I, I got to tell you, that DVD, I had the hardest time getting it to work. Like, for whatever reason, because I had to play it on a PS3, because I don't have a DVD player. Because seriously, what? who has a DVD player? Um, I couldn't, like, it would start and then reset and then start and then reset. I was furious because my copy, the, the subtitles weren't working on it. And I like to watch this stuff with subtitles. And sure. They were not on, and I was very upset about it. Do you not have a Blu-ray player? Well, not playing that? Well, that's what the, that's what the PS3 is. Oh. Uh, okay. Makes sense. I was like, when I gave it to your wife, she's like, I don't even think we can play this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, then tell him to download Crackle. It's not that hard. She didn't tell me that part. No. She, I would have. I would have miscommunication. Would have just watched on Crackle. <laughs> but you did have to watch commercials. They were horrendous. They were like local commercials. Oh, oh really? fuck! I would have gave up. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, not for this movie. But uh, kind of circling back to our shared history, like you guys said, I think we, it's not like we saw this in theaters, but we did watch it a lot in Justin's basement. And I think there was, I think a particular uh, sleepover birthday party that Jody had, I remember we watched both Young Guns and Young Guns 2 back to back. I think you're right. I, I, I think you're correct. Although Jody claims to have never have seen the first one. I claim I've never seen it. More than likely, I've probably seen it and completely forgot it. That's, that's probably, probably true. That's probably the case, yeah. But we, Unless it's an episode of Bones or Veronica Mars, I've forgotten it. <laughs> well, we've definitely seen this one a lot more. Um, so I have the release date as August 1st, 1990 on this. Um, as far as like success, this movie was a huge success. Gigantic hit, like, for, especially considering it was a sequel. Yeah, a sequel. I have the budget of this at ten million in a box office, and I don't even know if this is just domestic or worldwide. Domestic. But it's, domestic is forty-four million. Yeah, that's crazy. And this was this movie cost less than the first movie. Oh wow! First one was eleven million, so not that much less, but still. That's uh, that's very interesting. And uh, as far as uh, Rotten Tomatoes goes, the score uh, Rotten Tomatoes thirty-five percent. So <laughs> critics not loving it, but an audience score of sixty-six percent. So. Yeah, that's what I would expect for a movie like this. Yeah, I could see that. This seems to be a movie that uh, <laughs> the audience would enjoy more than the critics. Sure. Yeah, so uh, if you're not familiar with the Young Guns movies, they're basically Rat Pack Westerns. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, Brat Pack Westerns. Yeah, Brat Pack, there you go. So you've got uh, Emilio Estevez, Kiefer Sutherland, Lou Diamond Phillips in the first First one and the second one. Right. But in the first one, you also had Charlie Sheen, and there's a couple other people that are in it that are yeah, of I'm, that ilk. Yeah, kind of like they um, And then in the second one here, they added Christian Slater, Alan Ruck, who was... Uh, Cameron. Cameron, yeah. And Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yep. And um, William Peterson, who's, who's a character actor, but not... Uh, Went on to be famous in uh, CSI, right? Wasn't yeah. he the star of CSI? You're right, yep. Mm-hmm. I forgot that he was in this. William Peterson? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's uh, he plays, um, um, Pat Garrett. Pat Garrett. Thank you. <laughs> Man. 
Dang, I also, I also didn't realize till rewatching this that uh, Viggo Mortensen, Mortensen, jeez, jeez. Yeah, this is one of his first roles. I'm channeling the Sphinx over here. I Viggo can't Mortensen. Thank you. There yep. we go. <laughs> Um, ooh, so while we're talking about the cast, I won't. I'm not going to break this down like we normally do with networks. But do you, yeah, do you guys want to take a shot at out of the four main: Emilio Kiefer, Christian, Lou Diamond Phillips? Like, who do you think has the most, the highest net worth out of those four? Emilio Estevez, Kiefer Sutherland, or Lou Diamond Phillips, or Christian Slater, or Christian Slater. Yeah, LDP. LDP. That's your guess. You're going that's with? my guess. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Christian Slater just because he's a he produces a lot of TV. Okay. Well, you're both wrong. Lou Diamond Phillips is the bottom with six million. Um, Christian Slater is no, sorry, Emilio Estevez is second with eighteen million. Then Christian Slater with thirty, and coming in at number one, Kiefer Sutherland, seventy-five oh, million. All that twenty-four He's money. Got that twenty-four money, man. They made a lot of seasons of that. They did make a lot of seasons of that. Twenty-four, great show. I would assume he drank all that money away by now. <laughs> well, he has that show now, designated survivor, and I think you know. So, oh, that's right. It like makes him a lot of money, but yeah. So there you go, uh, Kiefer Sutherland, seventy-five million. All right, fair enough. Um, director of this, Jeff Murphy. I don't really have anything too exciting about him. Yeah, he didn't really do a ton. He's he basically did this movie and not a ton else. Under Siege 2. Yep. Free Jack. And th- something I thought you'd enjoy, LPJ Fortress 2. <laughs> First of all, I'm going to do this now. Well, I would if I could hit the button properly. Pop quiz, hot shot. So my pop quiz was going to be... Uh, Jeff Murphy uh, made a second film with Emilio, Emilio Estevez immediately after this one. Which film was it? Oh, was it Free Jack? It was Free Jack. Well, I am sorry for stepping on your uh, pop no, I, quiz. That's okay. It was not great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he seemed kind of, um, I don't know, nothing too exciting about him. No. Uh, the writer I have is John... Fusco. Fusco. He wrote the original Young Guns. He did. And Hidalgo. He did. <laughs> With Viggo Mortensen. There you go. And uh, The Babe I have also written down. Okay. Um, also that horse animated movie Spirit. Oh, oh shoot. He is Spirit big into Cimarron horse movies. Yeah, this guy does like horses. We, he's definitely has a theme. Guy. I also read that like he kept a horse off Young Guns and he kept a horse off Hidalgo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually it was the same horse that I had this here. I had this. I didn't I should Wait, like the that. writer kept the horse? Yes. Huh. Yeah. He and it's the same horse that's used in like three or four different movies. <laughs> he has like a ranch for TV horses. Oh, he shoot. Keeps. Yeah. And uh, I think Emilio Estevez has one also. I'm gonna see if I can find this. You keep going with the keep going with the plot. Uh, well, we haven't really gotten to the plot. Well, we we're still just talking about who wrote it. But you know, um, I guess while he's looking for that, we can start to talk a little bit, and we'll get into the music. But uh, Alan Silvestri did the the composer on this. Yep. Which is like he's done so much stuff. A like, ton of music. Like I was like looking into his like kind of a. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Here? Film discography? <laughs> yeah. If you will, like stuff that he's done music for uh, Avengers, Captain America, Reindeer Games, Knopfner's favorite, Fools Rush In, Eraser, Judge sure. Dredd, Forrest Gump, Super Mario Brothers. Well, that's uh, a winner. Mac and Me, Predator, the Back to the Future trilogy. He's done some famous movies. Frame Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Like just a ton of stuff. And I, I, the music in this is great. The music's really good. In fact, let's play some now. Okay. Uh, so this is the. It's basically the theme to the whole. A lot of the. A, a lot of the music in this is just different motifs of this particular theme. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, so that's the theme. That's really um, that's really good. And, and what's great about this soundtrack in general is it not only has this great score, but Emilio Estevez went on his own, contacted his buddy John Bon Jovi, who ended up writing a bunch of music for this as well. Right, because they said he originally, when he just he wanted to use uh, Wanted, Dead or Alive, that's in right. movie, so he went to talk to him and be like, hey, can we use this? And then Bon Jovi was like, I'm just going to make a whole album of songs for this. Yeah, <laughs> and, and his first, it, it was, was a Bon Jovi solo album? First Bon Jovi solo album. Yeah, the first Bon Jovi solo album was basically inspired by this movie. Yeah. So we'll play a little bit of the big hit from it, Blaze of Glory. There's a fierce air guitar there, Joe. But I kind of want to. It's wanna hard it too. It's so good. All right. We didn't even get to the chorus yet. This is a long song. It's like a five and a half minute song. Yeah, it's got a long intro, but it's so good. It is great. I mean, it is. I listened to it this morning on the way to work. <laughs> yeah, it is one of the best. I mean, it's one of the best Bon Jovi songs, but it's nomin- a fantastic. Film. Nominated for Academy Award for best song. Won a Golden Globe. Yeah, won, won the Golden Globe for Best Song, nominated, but did not win for Best Song. Which I wish now that I would have looked up what won in that I was year. just going to ask you. No, I didn't look it up because I was just like, because I initially when I read, I read it wrong and I thought that it did win, but then I realized it's like, oh no, it won the Golden Globe, but I don't I don't know other movies in 19. But yeah, it's a great song. It, the song is great and the, the score is great too. Like, kind of really like, is. Kind of like Jody had said, like, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time before I watched it for the podcast. And as soon as that music kicks in. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, like, oh, I remember this now. Because like I was talking to Jody a little bit about this before we recorded. Like I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. Yeah. But there is some stuff in this movie that is so ingrained in my yep. head from like, how many times we watched it where it was just like, oh, I know this. Like it's been decades since I watched it. Like Doc Dying? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Well, we've come on. We've played that scene so many times. We really did. <laughs> yeah. But I like I don't know I think I get it confused like I, I thought he got shot more than he did but you know maybe I'm confusing eh. it with the first one. Yeah, because the first one does, no actually nobody dies like that in the first one. Mm, well, Charlie, the, the one guy gets killed by in the first one by like um, uh, Terry O'Quinn from Lost. He gets killed like the army has like a Gatlin gun and they shoot oh, him like a million right. times in that. That's right. Which is like, I guess we should maybe give a little bit of like the first one. This is, we didn't prepare to talk about the first one. This is about the second one. But from what I remember from the first one, uh, Terrence Stamp uh, runs like a farm. Uh, he basically gets kind of down on the luck, like young young men to work for him. Uh, there's another rancher played by Jack Palance who's kind of a jerk. Uh, they kill Terrence Stamp. Uh, 
Charlie Sheen and all them, they're upset, so they deputize them, they bring them to justice, they end up killing all these guys, uh, they become outlaws, uh, army comes after them, kills some of them, the rest of them escape. Right. Basically, the ones that escape are um, Billy the Kid, is Emilio Estevez, uh, Doc, Kiefer Sutherland, and Chavez, Lou Diamond Phillips. Right. And then that whole kind of thing was, they called it, what is it, the Lincoln County Wars? Lincoln County Wars, yeah. Which is where, and Young Guns 2 kind of picks up immediately in the aftermath of these Lincoln County Wars. And these movies are based on the actual events (laughs) that happened revolving around... Uh, Billy the Kid, and a lot of it was taken from news clippings and you know various books that were written. Right. Obviously, the film itself is not historically accurate, <laughs> which I'll we'll, I'll delve into that t- more toward the end once we talk about the plot of the film. Some okay, more. so we, we'll run through and yeah, we'll, we'll run through the plot, and I'll talk about the historical. Do a, do a little fact check, if you will. Yeah, the I have a good amount of fact checking. <laughs> okay, now. good. Um, so we, it starts off in 1950. Um, we're greeted with uh, Mila Estevez and what I, what I thought was some bad old man makeup. Yeah, uh, I didn't think it was terrible, um, but I think the issue we have is we know we are. It is burned into our brain what Emilio Estevez looks like, not only for this movie, but from the from the Mighty Ducks movies. That's true, yeah. So we can see right through that makeup and see. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is, because I was just like, ooh, I don't know about that. Um, and he's uh, he's like basically playing an old man, and I don't, I should have written down what his mm-hmm. name is, but he's... His he's, name is uh, Brushy Bill Roberts. Yeah. Okay, thank you guys. And he's meeting with the reporter, basically telling this reporter that, oh, the governor owes him a pardon, he was promised a pardon, you know, he's Billy the Kid... And the guy's like, well, you, you have no proof that you're Billy the Kid. And he's like, I guess he's selling some scars or something. And he's like, I got scars. And then we, like, we're taken back into the past. Yeah, and, and this part is relatively accurate. Okay. Uh, I mean, not so much the walking up to the, to walking up to the, to the, to the reporter, but Brushy Bill Roberts is a guy in the 1950s who claimed he was Billy the Kid. Okay. And went to court and eventually was found... Um, eventually uh, was discredited. I kind of want to believe that he was Billy the Kid, though. <laughs> Isn't that a good story? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, though, and maybe we get into this a little bit later, but Billy the Kid, not a good guy, right? Like, um, I mean, like, maybe initially, if we're to believe this movie from the start, but he is an outlaw. Yeah, he's definitely not... Not a great guy. So, I mean, do I want him to still be alive? What did you say? He murdered 22 men or something? Yeah. I feel he murdered way more people <laughs> I'm sure than it was that. more than that, yeah. So, I don't know. That's kind of what I wrestled with watching this as an adult. I was like, is should we be rooting for Billy the Kid? I mean, in the context of the movie you're supposed to, but in general, yeah. in theory, he's the bad guy. Yeah, um, yes. <laughs> he is. I guess the whole point of it is he's not really he's not really killing people that are in his mind innocent. He's robbing people who he feels deserve to be robbed. It's not just like he's randomly picking out people. Okay. I mean I guess you're I guess you're right about that, but I mean but he's not like Robin Hood or something. No, he's keeping <laughs> the money. <laughs> um so after that scene where we flash back to eighteen eighty one. Um, we're kind of into the thick of it. Um, Billy's uh, running with a new gang. Uh, Pat Garrett, who we talked about, played by William Peterson. Uh, Jody's favorite. Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh. <laughs> Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh. Well, I have to say, Christian Slater is great in this he movie. He is really good in this. He's, he's really good in this. Um, 
they're kind of they're they're being hunted a little bit by bounty hunters. They're still basically Billy is still being hunted for everything that he did during the Lincoln County Wars. Yes. Because they say that, uh, like the the Irish, right, are controlling kind of the the the, the land, the, yeah, and that's where like Palance was. So they're still right. trying to get back at him from that. Right. Um, and now, if I to believe that Doc was all the way out in New York, yeah, that's so. <sighs> at the end of the first movie, they say kind of what happened to everyone. It says he went moved to New York. Yeah, and got married. Yeah. But so, like, I'm to believe because one of the after we kind of get reintroduced to Billy and Dave and Pat, they show us Doc. He's like teaching school, and these guys come and take him. But it's like, am I to believe that they hunted him all the way to New York from New Mexico? Yeah, that's that's the thing. Which is like back then. I mean, you're not taking a plane or driving a car. That seems like a long way to go for one guy. And seven you, trail or train days. Yeah. <laughs> and did you see how they drug him into town? Yeah. Walking behind the trailer, behind the <laughs> carriage. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I get it, but it's like, I don't know. That was a little hard to believe that he was all the way in New York and that they were uh, that they wouldn't let a flyer on the guy. <laughs> and where do they find Chavez? They don't say specifically. They say that he was like working a farm in like California. I think that's like Jody said. At the end of the first one. At the end of the first one, they say he went on to like work a farm in California. So okay. he was still, but not in New Mexico. So still gone. Um <laughs> Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. No, that's fine. We were talking about uh, the, so Chavez and Doc get thrown into the cell in yeah. this pit, and then eventually, um, is this the part where they? I'm very confused. Like, well, they're okay. So they, kind of the meanderings of of how all this fits together. Basically, what we're learning is that the government or the governor or whatever they're trying to track down everyone that was involved in the Lincoln County Wars. Basically on both sides because they have a bunch of the Murphy boys which are Jack Palance's guys. Uh, right. Billy learns that the governor allegedly wants is looking for him but he wants to pardon him. They say that we want you to come in, he wants you to testify against the Murphy boys and what they did and then we're going to, you know, let you go. We're going to pardon you if you get these guys right. hang. But they're at the stage of fake arrest. Right. Cause he, so he hears this. He goes and meets with the actual, gov- actual governor. The governor lays this out for them. Billy agrees to it. But they're like, well, we got to arrest you in order to make this look legit. So he gets arrested. Then it turns out the governor actually doesn't have any power out there. It was all set up to actually get Billy arrested. Right. And uh, so while Billy's arrested, he – when does – how does he break out of this one? Is this the one where he's just got the small hands? And the small hands? Yeah, hands. yeah, that's what he says Like in the voiceover. He says that he has small hands, so he basically just squeezes his hands right. out of the handcuffs. There's a lot of voiceover in there. I forgot how much <laughs> voiceover there was in this. Yeah, because at the beginning, it's all like old-sounding Emilio, Emilio Estevez as an old man like right. talking. Well, and even interspersed throughout the movie. I guess all the voiceover is him, because he, allegedly he's telling the story to... Uh, Bradley Whitford, yeah. who we didn't talk about, who plays a reporter at the beginning of the movie. Right. There's a lot of random people in this movie. Yeah. Like that I I didn't expect to see. Like uh well like Bradley Whitford. Um but then also um if you guys know uh if you watch Walking Dead, um well, Jody still does. I gave up on that show. Yeah. I mean, I still watch it, too. Uh, but I mean, Scott, I hate watching it. Scott but. Wilson is the governor, Lou Wallace. Oh, shoot. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then obviously, and Viggo Mortensen's in this. He plays John Poe. Um, James Coburn is in here. Yeah, he plays James John Coburn. Chisholm. Yep. Uh, and there's other some other random people in here. Richard Schiff is in here. Um, and then I'm looking for the other one. Why can't... I find it right now. Oh, uh, um, Tracy Walter, who is Bob from 
1989 Batman. Oh shoot! He's okay. in this also. <laughs> One thing I did think it was cool is like before this, the fake arrest, before he breaks out, they're having they're just kind of like showing off for the governor's when he like they have the candles set uh, up. That's right. And he like he shoot. There's like how many candles are there's, there? There's seven. Seven, seven candles. candles. And he shoots like. Uh, five of them, and there's two left. But he only has like no, no. He has one he shot. Four of them. Yep. He shoots four of them, and there's two left. Three left. Three left, and he's only got two bullets. And they're like, well, how are you going to get them? And he like shoots the bottom of the candle thing and turns it like sideways, and then shoots them. Right. It's it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was good. Doing some yeah, doing some gun tricks in there. Uh, so Billy escapes. He gets out of town, and then so then it's like at night, and there's like a Chavez and Doc are still in the pit, and a lynch mob shows up because they talk about how there's like lynch mob justice out there, and uh, but it turns out that it's actually uh, Billy and the gang in disguise as the lynch mob, and they're there to break Doc and Chavez out. Right. Which is something I, I you know, it's, as much as I remember this movie, I was confused again when that happened. I forgot that that was them. <laughs> I assume that's who it was. As soon as they pulled, I'm like, oh, it's got to be Billy. You can tell by the voices. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christian Slater's not exactly uh, in unmis- not exactly a, a a standard voice. He's pretty unmistakable. I do have a note in here at this part where it's uh, that uh, Billy the Kid, like every time he's shooting someone, he's laughing in this movie. Well, that was that's actually one of the. One of the uh, characteristics of Billy the Kid is he had this hyena laugh. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And that's why he laughs like that all the time. Okay, so that is historically accurate. That's just, that, that is historically <laughs> accurate. Um, so they rescue them. They, they decide that they're going to take it. He knows a special trail to Mexico that they're going to take. Mexican Blackbird. Mexican Blackbird. They're going to take this trail. Uh, Pop quiz, <laughs> hot shot. <laughs> so the Mexican... The Mexican Blackbird is the name of the trail. What is the actual origination of the Mexican Blackbird? Mm. <laughs> what, where did the writer come up with this? Because this, this is not historically accurate. It's a song, right? It's part of a song. I, I think I saw this, but I, I don't have a recollection of what it is. Okay, the Mexican Blackbird It's from a 1975 ZZ Top song. The Mexican Blackbird is a prostitute that they were talking about in the song. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Oh, I'm at this point, I guess I have a quiz for you now. Oh, well, you in guys. that case. Pop quiz, hot shot. In the pit, as during the escape, does that, do you guys know who has a cameo in that scene? I yes. D- I do know this, yeah. It's, it's uh, John Bon Jovi himself. Mm-hmm. And? Oh, there's somebody else. There's a second one. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I forget. That's the one I knew. I don't know the other one. The writer, John Fusco, oh. is in there oh, as well. Oh, okay. He's the branded man. Okay. So about the the one that was choking. Yeah. Okay, and they and Bon Jovi was the one that like gets shot when he's trying to and like fall yes. the yeah, climb out of the pit. Okay, I did it. read that like when they the writer was talking to Bon Jovi, they're like you got to be in it, you got to be in it. He's like only if I get shot. He's like <laughs> everyone wants to be in it, but everyone wants to get shot. <laughs> um, well, that was one of the that was one of the stipulations for um, for um, um, oh my god, why am, what am I doing with names today? Kiefer Sutherland, for the, uh, Kiefer Sutherland would only be in the movie. If he got killed in it. Okay, you know, and that maybe explains a little bit to me, because I was wondering, you know, why, you know, they killed him off in the movie. Mm -hmm. Because I think one of the things, and you might cover this later, they say in real life, is that he didn't die in the events. Nope. That took place in this movie. Like, he lived for, like, a decent amount of time longer and, like, died of, like, a heart attack or something, right? Yeah, here, I'll get into some of it now. Not only did he not die, Chavez also didn't die, but... After the events of the Lincoln County War, they never ran with Billy the Kid ever again. (laughs) 
after the Lincoln County War, they retired. They went off and lived until the late 1920s um, and never saw Billy the Kid again. So why why do you think, I mean, I guess because they're established characters, but why bring them back for this just to, like, kill them off? Well, um, I think they had to have, they wanted to have, you know, memorable characters. They killed off... Um, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen in the first one. They killed off... A, I know, I remember in the reading that there was one of the members of the gang that they killed off in the first one who was actually actually still ran with Billy, who was involved in, like, the events that take place in this right, movie. Right, Charlie. Okay. Charlie was the one that was killed off almost real early on in the first movie. Okay. Um, he His role was actually replaced by Kiefer Sutherland's doc role okay. in the second movie. Gotcha. So a lot of the stuff that happens there is actually what happened to Charlie. Charlie Sheen asked if they could bring him back to life, I read. <laughs> yeah. They're like... You're into the Indian stuff. Can't there be some mystical where I get back in? <laughs> Instead, he just hung out on I already, uh, hung out on set and then took him to Mexico at night. <laughs> that sounds about right for when yep. this movie was taking place. 100%. Um, <laughs> so they decide that he's like, well, I'm going to lead you on this trail to Mexico. I mean, Doc's kind of pissed about getting dra- dragged back into this life because that's when I have in my notes it says, wait, Doc was in New York when they caught him? Yeah. Because I assumed he was just like a couple towns over or something. Um, but that's one of, this is where we get one of uh, Billy's famous lines from the movies the, uh, when he says that, I shall finish the game, Doc. Yep. Which is something that I remember. I didn't remember the context of it, but I remember it was one of the lines that he has in this. Um, they kind of decide that they need to expand their gang a little bit more. Um, this is when they introduce uh, Alan Rock as Henry. Yeah. Um, Henry William French and um, the little the young kid who they kind of introduced earlier. And I Henry is that his name? The young kid? No, Henry's <laughs> Henry's the guy I just said. No, 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 no. no the young kid is um, Tom. Uh, Tom O'Follard. Okay. And Tom O'Follard. His actual last name in reality is just Follard. It's not O'Follard. And he's older than Billy the Kid. He was older than Billy the Kid by a year. (laughs) And he was inseparable with Billy the Kid all the way until the end. Okay. So he actually, in in reality, was Billy the Kid's right-hand man um, and wasn't a kid. He was older than Billy the Kid. Gotcha. Okay. See, all this historical stuff, LBJ, you are helping out so much. I haven't even gotten into... (laughs) The stuff I have written down. Okay. So at this point, uh, back to the plot, uh, Pat Garrett tells Billy, he's like, I'm not going to go to Mexico. He's like, I'm going to stay here, settle down. He's like, I haven't done enough. You know, people aren't hunting Pat Garrett. So he's like, I'm going to stay and open up like a bar or a cantina or something. Yeah, call it Pat's Place. Pat's Place, yeah. So they, they kind of write off. They go and meet up with uh, James Coburn, playing John Chisholm. Yeah. Who they talk about being like kind of an ally of Terrence Stamp or they, they were on the same side. Yeah, um... James Coburn hired them to do some work for them, hired the regulars to do some work for them, but never paid them. So he was there collecting what he thought was the $500 that he was owed. Right. Billy was. And I feel like this whole, I mean, I know it's a fictionalized account of real events, but I feel like this is like the turning point because like Billy is such an asshole in the scene that like he kind of turns James Coburn against them and that's what kind of sets like the whole second half of the movie in motion, right? That's correct. Because this is where we get the first use of Billy's uh, classic line. Jody, do you want to say it? I'm like, you're famous. <laughs> Which he says maybe two or three times in this movie? It is. This is a scene I remember from childhood. I just remember the part where he's like, "Who's the? which one of you guys is the fastest with the iron? And the guy's like, 
volume. <laughs> <laughs> and he, cause he, he like, uh, Billy takes his, uh, gun off and like puts it on the ground and he's like, oh, I bet you I can get to the gun before, you know, you shoot me. But then, um, he has, a uh, Dave, Dave, Dave shoots him instead of him. Right. And then like, I think, uh, Doc shoots the other guy. Yeah. Because, uh, Tom couldn't get his gun out fast enough. That's what it is. So, Henry. Henry? Was it Henry? No, I thought it was... Was it Henry? I thought it was, it was Tom. Henry. Oh, it was Henry. Henry, Henry couldn't yeah. get his gun out fast enough, so then Question. Yep. Yeah. Is his name Henry? Because on the closed captions, it was H-E-D-R-E-Y. Henry? <laughs> right. But it's Henry, correct? It's Henry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Henry. I think the closed caption just, just got that janky wrong. janky closed caption. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, one of the, I'll get you to an inconsistency of that scene then. Okay. In reality... Billy never killed Chisholm's men. He just came back later that night and stole all of his cows. <laughs> Which they still do in the movie, <laughs> yeah, right? That's right, yeah. They still steal his cows and sell them for money. How Which, much uh, is each man worth? Do you remember that? Um, uh, he says it uh, $5, is $5. Because he says that Chisholm owes him $500 and he's going to kill one of his men for every $5. Mm-hmm. And he kills two because he kills the first one. The first one gets killed and he's like, 495 <laughs> I mean, it's a cool scene, but it just, like, ends up... Because after that, he pisses uh, Chisholm off, and he meets up with the governor, and I think that crooked DA, uh, and they they call him the Santa Fe Ring, uh, and that's where they um, they basically pull they in... point pa- Pat Garrett as the sheriff. Right, and basically say, hey, we're going to give you uh, $1,000 to hunt down Billy. Yep, and, and, and $1,000 men and all of the resources you need to hunt him down because they're like you know the kid you know his spots you know his like patterns question about this i know in real life everything i read said billy the kid and pat garrett weren't really close here they seem really close well i can get into that too <laughs> so at no point did pat garrett run in the same gang as billy the kid there's there's a pretty strong chance that they dated didn't even know each other if they did know each other, it was just like they knew of each other, but they didn't really—they weren't really pals or anything. Real life, it makes sense. In this movie, I'm like, I don't think I'd hunt either one of you down. Well, and that for- was the other thing. Pat Garrett was never appointed the sheriff. He was—he was ran elected. for sheriff. He right? ran for sheriff and was elected after the fact. So yeah. he didn't—he wasn't sheriff at the time that he hunted down Billy the Kid. Yeah, which is, I mean, and it's like, I get it, but I think you're right, too. It's like, they make them out to be great friends, and it's like, I don't know. I mean, $1,000 back then was a lot of money. Like, he gives that newspaper guy $20, and that guy is, like, through the moon when he gives him $20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will not like hunt either of you for a million dollars. Oh, that's so nice. $10 million? <laughs> All bets are off. It's done. <laughs> it's that physics game all over again. <laughs> oh, God, I love that game. I hated that game. <laughs> You're a jerk. We're going to do a Patreon episode where we just discuss the assassin game that we played in AP Physics. Do you remember how he killed me? Um, he. So let's set the stage. So we played this game in physics called the assassin game. You had to be alone in the room with the person, physically touch them, and say you're dead. Yeah, and everyone in the class, everyone in the like in the, our class was given like a different target, and it was like you whittle it down until there was only one person left. Right, which only ever got very far. Right, I don't remember. But I know I killed you. You killed me. I was taking a shower <laughs> in my house. You came in the bathroom, stuck your hand in the shower on my shoulder, and said you're dead. I mean, it's a good kill. A good, clean kill. That's a solid victory in my part. <laughs> <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> um, so, th- 
they they sell Chisholm's cows. This is where we get kind of a showdown between uh, Arkansas Dave and Chavez because they run into some Apache graves, mm-hmm. and uh, Dave wants to kind of take the bones because he say they're they're worth a lot of money, and uh, Chavez doesn't want him to. So, uh, right. So they get in a big tussle, and then. <laughs> In what seems like an insane injury, he sta- Arkansas Dave stabs his entire knife through Chavez's arm. Pop quiz, hot shot. So that scene was not initially in the script. It was added after the fact. Yes. I get the feeling you guys already know why. <laughs> yes, because this is insane. Okay, go ahead. So the real reason they added it in is because they had another scene that they originally shot where, but it, it went awry where the horse got spooked when Emilio Estevez shot his gun and it dragged Lou Diamond Phillips across the ground. It broke his arm and his kneecap. The, the horse got spooked and it dragged him like by, by a noose around his neck and it was caught on the saddle horn yeah. and just like dragged him and broke his kneecap and arm. Yep. That's insane. That is crazy. Yes. He, was, he was dragged by his neck by a horse. So because of that, they ended up, um, they added that scene after he broke his arm. Right. So they could put him in a sling. Yeah. Which is crazy. But yeah, I had no idea when I read that. I was like, what? I read it three, four times. I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> well, because it's like, it's like, all right, I, I understand when I first read it. It was like, oh, he got spooked, fell off the horse, broke. It's like, oh, no, he was dragged by his neck by this horse. So. Um, but yeah, but uh, so he gets stabbed. He literally puts the entire knife through his arm, mm-hmm. and like then they pull it out, and it seems like. But I feel like back then that would have been a much like more severe injury, right? Or even now, even now it'd be a more severe injury. <laughs> That's a knife through your arm, and it was a big ass knife. Yeah, it's gigantic, and he just stabs it through, and then he's like pulls it out, and it's like, oh, he's fine. He doesn't even flinch. No, he doesn't he's flinch. He's like, yup, put my arm up, stab it. Do well, it. Well, Chavez is a tough. tough he's guy. a tough dude. <laughs> Um, so at this point, Pat Garrett's on his tail. He's joined by some guys from the government, I believe, one of them being Vigo Mortensen. Yep. Uh, who plays John W. Poe. Uh, the gang spends a night at a brothel with his, the, the head of the brothel is someone that Billy knows from his past. She's not a character from the first movie, right? She's not. She's not even a real character. Uh, uh-oh. It was actually a man that owned that brothel. That's right. Jim, uh, Jim Greathouse was actually... The person who owned it, and uh, basically in the, in the same role for the most part, it was just a, a man in real life versus a woman. Okay, and then they they show Emilio Estevez's butt in the scene, which I didn't remember. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, but here's here's a part that I do remember, and there's a line coming up, and I'm sure you guys remember this. It was burned in my brain. So another lynch mob shows up because they find out they're in a problem. There's a lot of lynch mobs in this movie, and they're, and they're like they want to send out the gang, and they're like listing all the members of the gang, and they mention Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh, and Dave is like he's so excited, he's like, oh man, he's like, did you hear that? They they said my name, and this is where Doc says, I'm real happy for you, Dave. <laughs> real happy for you, Dave. <laughs> and I rem- that line I remember so clearly in my mind. I like. I had to rewind it, and I'm like, yep, that was something that stuck with me. Oh, well, because we used to say it to each other all the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It is a line we used to repeat a lot. Um, But this is a kind of cool scene, because they send in the uh, the deputy guy, and he's supposed to, like, meet with them. You know, he's trying to, he's like, hey, he's like, you know what, this mob, they're out for blood. I got to give them somebody. And they're, he's like, what if you just gave me the Indian, refusing, referring to Chavez? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, we'll do that. They're like, um, but what they end up doing is disguising this uh, deputy as they put, like, Chavez's hat and, like, 
coat or whatever on him, right? Yeah. And they put like shackles on him, and then they're like, <laughs> they put him to the door, and they start yelling and shooting. Out yeah, the we're door. gonna come out shooting. <laughs> they start shooting, and they push this guy out the front door, and the mob all shoot him. The dude gets shot like twenty times, and then they realize they're like, oh no, we just killed the deputy, so they all just kind of leave. <laughs> And that is partially based in fact. Oh, okay. So Carlisle was gunned down by his own men, but he wasn't dressed as an Indian. Um, so uh, when they said, so what the hap- that, what what ended up happening is the mob in the movie had Jane. Well, in real life, they had Jim Greathouse, and they were going to shoot him. Um, so I I have it right here. Carlisle heard a shot outside. It was an accidental shot. He thought that the mob had shot Jim Greathouse outside. So he freaked out thinking Billy was going to shoot him. So he so Carlisle dove out the window. <laughs> and he dove out the window. The mob thought it was Billy diving out the window. So they shot the shit out of Carlisle thinking it was him. And then the mob realized what happened and they all ran. <laughs> That is a cool scene. I do like that when they when they push him out there, and that whole that whole exchange is pretty good. Um, so they leave town. Uh, Pat Garrett shows up. He seems to have a relationship with the head of the brothel too. He burns down the brothel because she won't tell him where Billy went. Um, uh, I have at this point that I don't remember where the gang goes, but they eventually catch up to uh, Billy's gang again. Yeah, they're they're running. They're on their way to Mexico, and this is where they. From what I can tell, ride horses off a cliff. Yes. <laughs> I say, I say, I say. I say, I say, I say. Because they're like stuck at a cliff and uh, Chavez comes up behind him yelling that word and just jumps off this cliff with a horse. And they yeah. all do. And they all seem relatively fine. The horse falls. They fall. They get right back on the horse and just keep riding. <laughs> and it's a pretty steep cliff. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. None of the guys chasing him decided to go for it. <laughs> but they I, said, even their horses are crazy. <laughs> well, because then they asked uh, Chavez what the, what the word he was saying meant. He's like, oh, he's like, it's an ancient Navajo word. It means stop. <laughs> so he's basically telling this horse to stop and it jumped off the cliff. Um, so that's when they find out. Um, well, they're still, they're pretty much at this point, they're pretty much nonstop being hunted by Pat Garrett and his men. There's a lot more, and they have a lot more guys going after them. Um, they, Pat kills uh, the 15-year-old kid. Um, it's found out that Billy never was intended on taking him to Mexico. He didn't want to go to Mexico. No, the path is not real. That, that, that trail doesn't even exist. So they're they're kind of holed up in this uh, I don't know what it is like an old building kind of right, war down building whatever. Yeah. Uh, Doc is pissed when he finds out that Billy never had a plan to go to Mexico. He's like, I'm taking off. I'm leaving. He goes to leave the building. He gets shot by Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen. Um, then they decide they're going to make a break for it. Doc's already dying, so he's like, I'll, I'm going to. He goes. I'm going to finish the game. I'm going to finish the game. He goes out and gets shot like a million more times. It provides um, them cover for so they can they can make their escape. Right. Uh, during the escape, uh, Chavez gets shot again. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, uh, so Billy gets caught. Um, there's that fun scene with the judge where he uh, he's <laughs> hang it till you're dead, dead, dead. Hang by your neck till you're dead, dead, dead. And Billy says, "You can go to hell, hell, hell," um, which is not true. <laughs> how that went down? He did not say that. They nope. said he was very somber. Just kind of very somber. He head just down. Said, okay. 
So uh, it ends up, uh, he ends up escaping again because his prostitute friend basically comes and uh, hides a gun in the outhouse. So they take him out to use the bathroom. He gets the gun. He ends up killing a bunch of people and escaping again. Hello, Bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, Bob. Goodbye, Bob. Goodbye, Bob. Yeah, but what does he say after that then? He says, quit napping on the job, Bob, when he drives out of the town. After he shoots him, he says, best dollar eighty I ever spent. <laughs> <laughs> There's a yeah. There's a lot of good lines at the end. Yeah, and then when he's when he's riding the horse out of the town, he says, uh, uh, "Quit napping on the job, Bob." After he shot him, because Bob was like the sheriff, right? Or he was the DA. He was I the sheriff, not the DA. He was the sheriff. I think he was the sheriff. He, he yeah. was a real jerk. Um, so he meet. He goes back to the town that they were all kind of hanging out at the beginning. Chavez is in rough shape. Uh, he says, "Hey, we are going to go to Mexico." And Chavez is like, "No, I'm not going to." He wanders off, sees the spirit horse, dies. Earlier in the movie, Chavez says, "When you before you die, you see the spirit horse. It'll show up and take you away. He sees the spirit horse. Chavez is dead. Um, they're kind of having a party going on in this town, I think, at the end of the, the this last scene. It's yeah, of- I couldn't figure out why. Quinceanera? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it was. But it was it was the some New Mexico town. They were having a party. And uh, Billy goes back up to his room. Yeah. Well, he- Pat's there waiting. Yeah, Pat's are waiting. They kind of have a long conversation uh, where he's trying to kind of maybe talk him out of shooting him and blah, 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 blah. Uh, He's, like, going to leave. We don't actually see him shoot Billy. We hear the shot. There's, like, a Billy the Kid pinata that they're playing with out in the courtyard that gets smashed right after we hear the gunshot. Um, They they want you to think it's ambiguous that he shot Billy, but it really seems like he did. (laughs) Um, uh, and then we're, we kind of flash back, I think, to the old man, Emilio Estevez, right? No. Well, no, the last scene is you see a horse, you see Pat Garrett's horse being stolen, and uh, it's implied that Billy's the one stealing it. Right, okay, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then we go back to That's the, right. where he's still, he's like finishing telling the story to Bradley Whitford. Um, I think Bradley Whitford, I think you're supposed to believe, maybe believes him, and that's how he ends up taking him in to kind of tell the story. Uh, and then we're kind of given like a little roundup of like what happened to all the people because we forgot the scene where Dave Rudabaugh shows up and what he thinks is or he shows up in Mexico and is kind of right. talking to these guys. It's like, hey, am I in Mexico? And they kind of gave him like a look like they're not happy about him being there. And then we find out that it says that he was like beheaded soon after making it to Mexico. What actually happened. <laughs> um, so Stinking Springs is where they ended up having that shootout at. Okay. The reality is nobody escaped. So uh, the gang were all taken into uh, to justice, all taken into custody in a Santa Fe jail. Uh, Rudabaugh ended up escaping and going to old Mexico. And one of two things happened. He either got in a bar fight and was killed by two men uh, and who then beheaded him, or um, he left old Mexico and ended up in Montana, where he lived until he was ni- until uh, nineteen twenty eight. <laughs> so either he was beheaded or he moved to Montana. They don't know. Yeah, the movie says that he was beheaded, but who knows, right? Right. <laughs> um, so that's kind of, I mean, the end of the movie. Like I said, it. it I think it says something. There's uh, something in the text about uh, that guy whose name you guys remember and I don't. What uh, old man Emilio Estevez is. Oh, Brushy, uh, Bill Bill. Roberts. Yeah, it says something about how like the, the like the governor or whatever didn't believe him, but a lot of like people who knew Billy from the day claimed that it was him. But from what you're telling me from the actual historical facts, it was not him. It was not him. Uh, Billy the Kid officially died 
Uh, July 14th, 1881 at Fort Sumner. Uh, he was shot in the back by Pat Garrett uh, and buried between his two fa- two pals, Charlie Beaudry and Tom O'Fallard. And they say, was it Charlie or Tom that was at that shootout who basically did what Doc did, right? That's what they said? That was Charlie. That was Charlie. Okay, right. so he died in the way that they had Doc die in the movie. Correct. Okay, got it. Um so, so, and they, I think one of the things I read, they said that, like, in that whole scene, it was, like, Pat Garrett was just, like, waiting for him and kind of, like, shot him in the dark. Like, they didn't have a conversation nope, or any of that just stuff. just shot him. That was it. Billy okay. didn't even see, Billy didn't even see who, who shot him. He had no idea. <laughs> he did say, apparently, what he says in the movie. It's Spanish words. I don't remember. It was, like, Kian and oh, something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, any any other of the historical inaccuracies or anything you didn't cover in kind of our anything we missed as far as that that goes? Uh, no, I mean we we pretty much kind of covered them as as we went. Um, you know, like I said, uh, Chavez was arrested along with, or no, Chavez wasn't arrested. I'm sorry, Chavez. Uh, I think what I have is that he, that he survived the Lincoln County Wars. He died in 1923. Yeah, died in 1923. Doc was 1928. He died. Um, they weren't even, yeah, they, like I said, they didn't even run with Billy afterward. And didn't I, I don't have it in my notes, but I remember reading something like that Pat Garrett, like, was killed by, like, some, like, no-name, like, kid or something, right? Like, yeah, some 21-year-old and... Yeah, Pat Garrett's book was was a uh, was a failure, like they said. Right, because that's one thing we didn't mention in the plot that he basically hires this newspaper man to come with him on the trail on the hunt right. for Billy to basically document the whole thing. And the only thing that really comes out of that is that they run into some Apache, and that guy speaks Apache and basically bails him out of that. Yeah, but he writes a book, and the book was a failure. One uh, thing that I read was in one scene. Billy's riding up the mountain with Tom, and he's telling him, "We're gonna get down here. Then we're gonna take get this take this river down for a while." But none of that's true. It's just you could just walk right over the border. <laughs> yeah, at the time, so it was. Uh, yeah, all not quite BS. right there. <laughs> um, I think. I mean, I feel like most of the stuff. It's funny because I always, you know, have extra stuff. I'm like, oh, I gotta make sure we talk about. It. I think we covered a lot of the stuff that I had. I mean, we talked about the knife. We talked about Bon Jovi's cameo. Um, a lot of this historical stuff, I mean... Yeah, I mean, the movie's not terribly complicated. No. But, I mean, the plot's... is what it is. I mean, it's not... It's not... I don't know. Like, the motivations for these people I don't get. Yeah. Like, Pat Garrett... All right, they paid him $1,000 to go hunt down Billy the Kid. But if Pat was his friend in the movie, why would he really go and do it? You know, unless, I, I guess he was kind of forced into it. Yeah, unless he was kind of like, you know, if he thought if he didn't do it, maybe that they were going to come. I mean, it's not specifically stated, but maybe it's kind of implied that, like, if he doesn't do this, they're going to maybe come after him or lock him up or do something like that. So, yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess you could see that. But, I mean, again, like, I mean, in bringing, I mean, I guess I can see why they brought back in Chavez and Doc just because they were established characters. Sure. And stuff like that, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, hearing you tell me all the stuff about what actually happened, it seems kind of weird to bring them in to just kill them you off. Know, and what was funny about this is when this move, when they're, when um, Emilio Estevez was kind of trying to get this movie going, he said he wanted to make the most historically accurate Billy the Kid film. <laughs> and Oops. I guess, I guess technically this is. <laughs> I read it is like the first one was at the time. Yeah, and this one is still technically partially accurate or more accurate than the other ones but 
Still not very accurate. Because, I mean, we don't have to get into them. We're not talking about the first one, but I would assume the first one's fairly accurate, right? Yeah, as far as I could tell. I mean, there's a whole... I have a whole page of stuff, just like I did for this one, of inaccuracies. There's websites dedicated to it. Yeah, I think I, I think I came across the one where you could like it had a link for the original and a link for the uh, Young Guns too, and it would. Yeah, yeah, yep, I read that one. <laughs> yeah, LPG, that's where I'm pulling all this yeah, information. LPJ from. is holding up his phone and showing me the website that I looked at. I have it. It's funny because I have it actually a printout of the stuff, yeah. <laughs> the same information from the yep. website. But because I guess when we were younger and watching this, like I didn't even think about the historical context for it, let alone think about the fact that it was all historically inaccurate. No, you thought Billy the Kid was a badass. I was Billy the Kid for Halloween one year, <laughs> I remember. I just like, and I guess, I don't know, and I, and I kind of didn't realize until re-watching it how much of a direct sequel to the first one this is. Yeah, it really is. Like I mean, how, it absolutely how much, follows up. Yeah, like, and I guess I didn't realize that until I started watching it and I was like, they kept talking, I'm like, oh crap, I'm like, this is very much a direct sequel mm-hmm. to the original movie. And I think it never really stuck with me or it didn't occur to me when we were 10 years old and watching this all the time. So what do you think it was when we were 10 years old that really drew us to this? I mean, it's cowboys. It was good. There's so many great scenes of this movie. And one thing I love, and I have my notes that I forgot to mention, is where they all just like, someone will do something and all of them will just draw their guns yeah. like real quick. Just it's like they're all, all six of them or whatever to have their guns drawn super fast. I think that's it. And it's like, I don't know, they were young. The one-liners, the... The one-liners, yeah, and the shootouts, and the it, I know it's just it was cool when we were young, you know. They're riding horses, they're drawing guns, and this probably was the one movie that we all like really liked. Yeah, I mean, like you said, we were ten years old and we were playing young guns in the basements of our houses. Yeah, that is pretty bizarre. <laughs> that is pretty bizarre. It's good memories, though. Oh it yeah, it was great memories. I mean, like, we're all pushing forty, and we all remember that to this day. So yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty ingrained in our memories. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> So, uh, I, I think we hit everything we wanted to hit. Yeah, I got I'm, one oh, more quiz for you oh, guys. Oh, shoot. Well. Pop quiz, hot shot. New Mexico governor at the time, Lou Wallace, wrote a book, became a famous movie. Do you guys know what it is? I do. Uh, I, I don't. Um, oh, go ahead. It's Ben-Hur. It is. Oh, shoot. You know what? Maybe I did see that. Yeah, he my, wrote Ben-Hur. Now that you're saying it, it's so familiar. That's crazy. Uh-huh. And that was the guy that was played by someone you said, Scott right? Wilson. Scott Wilson. Yep. Okay, got it. All right. Well, I think, uh, I think that covers everything I had for it. Yep. All right. Let's rate it. All right. All right. Jody, technically you're a guest. You are also a friend of the show, but you get to go first if you want, or you can pick one of us. I'll let Joe go first. <laughs> oh, boy. First was, is hard. I was kind of hoping you were going to go first. because I'm I'll like, go first. All right. Well, yeah, why don't you go first, LPJ, because okay. I'm, I'm still trying to gather some things on this. This movie does have, like, you're right about the music. As soon as the music hit, I'm like, oh, yep, I remember Young Guns. Like, and I remember us playing Young Guns. I remember being forced to be Chavez. <laughs> I have one more thing to add when we're done about our Young Guns. Do you remember our Young Guns Fantasy League? <laughs> what? Yeah. We had a fantasy basketball league. It was we four teams, Young Guns themed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I do remember that. Do you remember the team names? I don't. I remember my team name. I was the Navajos. <laughs> uh-huh. Someone was I'll Make You Famous. I think that was me. That was, I think that was you. Uh, I, I looked it up this week. I can't remember now. Somebody was something with the spirit world. <laughs> I do remember this. Yeah, why do we have a four-person basketball league? A four-person. Who was it? The three of us and I think, Jeff. No, I think it was Joe's roommate Nick. Okay. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Based on emails, he did not have his name on his Yahoo profile anymore. Dang it! I did forget about that. 
All right. <laughs> this affects my writing. <laughs> You're like, hold on. Hold on. I got to re- Navajo's been. I got to reevaluate. Oh. Mm. All right. Well, yeah. So, yeah, this movie, obviously a lot of nostalgia for us. So that's going to bump it up a little bit. Um, I really like the movie. I enjoy it. I don't think as an adult, though, I enjoy it as much as I did when I was a kid. But that's just because I was more entertained by the spectacle of it versus the logic of it. Um, I do like the first one a lot better. Um, but I do like this one a lot. <laughs> Man, this is a tough this, one. This is, I think this is a struggle for all of this us. Is, this is very much a struggle for me. I will give it... I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Okay. I'm gonna give it a solid three and a half. Okay. And you know, and it's like I think you you kind of vocalized just now what I'm feeling is that like I was when we were younger, like the spectacle and everything. It was so like we were so like it was everything. And watching it now as an adult, like I still enjoy the movie. But I mean, honestly, this movie is kind of a major bummer to rewatch it. You know, like to bring in all these characters and like they don't—they're supposedly the guys that we're rooting for. They're the good guys, but they don't—they have a few small minor victories. But they basically—I mean—they're losing this whole movie. You know, they don't—I mean—they're being hunted. They all get killed. I mean, it's not—you <laughs> know—rewatching as an adult, I, I was like, man, what a bummer this movie is. Like everybody's dead. I mean, and I remember—I don't know—for some reason, I remember Doc dying, and it was more exciting. But he just like walks out that door and gets shot in the gut, and I'm like, man. I had that same thought. Like, and in my mind, I had him like getting shot a million times and like his arms flying back in slow motion, and then him falling over. And it's like not what happened. And it's like they don't even take out that many of the gang that's hunting them. And it's just like I don't know. But it's like like you said, it's so ingrained in me. Like just from watching it, like you said, the music and the lines and all that stuff. Like it's such a shared history. It's such a struggle for me. Where it's like if I was rating this with out kind of the nostalgia and just our history with it would be so different but I think based on just I mean just being able to sit here and talk about it and all our shared memories I'm going to go ahead and give this three machine guns okay I think 10 year old Jody gives us five machine guns <laughs> for sure I agree watching it again you're like I really enjoyed it but I didn't enjoy it as much as I remembered. I think 38-year-old Jody has a huge boner right now. (laughs) (laughs) I do not. (laughs) Um, So I think I'm going to give this one, can I do 3.75? Yes. I'll, I will allow it. This one time. He is always, you're always, you're like, I'm going to do web grenades. I want to do 0.75. You're always. Uh, it's true. I like, I think it would make Sphinx mad. So I'm going to go for it. 3.75? And. I okay. think they should be handguns or shotguns. Okay. Rifles. Six shooters? Six shooters. <laughs> but right. What do you think, though? This is just out of, out of fun, but what do you think if, what honestly, what do, you, what do you think you would rate this movie without the nostalgia factor? Oh, God. Like, two I, and a half? I, I was going to say, I honestly think I'd be at like a two or a two and a half without the I'd nostalgia factor. probably be a two factor. and a half because, there's, because the acting's great in it. Yeah. Nobody's, everybody's acting well. Yeah. Um, music's I'd, phenomenal. I think I'd probably be two and a half without the yeah. nostalgia factor. I'd probably go three. Okay. Because I do enjoy it, but like I said, there's just something about it now watching it as an adult where it's like, wait, what's the plot to this? All the guys that we like just get hunted down and killed? Like, yeah. that's literally the plot of this movie. The time and the place is a little hard to follow. You're like, where are they now? And but, that's, Yeah, and that's why I think the first one is so much better because, like, I mean, yeah, some of the regulators get killed off in that, but they still ultimately... Well, yeah, because the first movie is a lot different. The first movie is about them going to get justice. Yeah. 
This movie is about them running from people right. trying to get justice on them. Right. And that's the thing I think that eluded me from until I started watching it. I'm like, well, I remember all the stuff about the movie, but what's the actual plot? I was like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. They're being hunted. <laughs> so, I and mean, losing. Yeah. Losing badly. So, I mean, you know, it kind of makes me happy to find out that Doc lived longer in real life, though. Yeah. And Chavez. And Chavez. Yeah. Chavez, Chavez, right? It's Jose, Jose. Chavez y Chavez. Oh, okay. Got it. Mexican Indian. They say that. Arkansas a lot. Dave. <laughs> I'm going to say he moved, we went up to Montana, lived that long life. Yeah, Jody does have a bizarre fascination with Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh. Maybe I just like Christian Slater. I don't know. <laughs> That's probably what it is. He's a big, I heard you're a big Cuffs fan. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe she get into Mr. Robot. Oh, it's a great show. You should. I haven't watched mm. it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I like that one show he had on Fox. Oh, yeah, the Breaking In show? Yeah. That was a good show. Um, <laughs> as we move in the plugs, Jody, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh... Not really. <laughs> no? I got nothing. Right. What, what about our Death Race episode? The Death Race episode, I thought it was really good. If you haven't listened to it, you should go back and listen to it. Yes, yeah, so if you're listening to this now, it's available now. Listen to it. Yep, totally. Definitely listen to it. <laughs> um, let's see. If you were to pick a podcast on the GameZilla Media Network that was not this one, what would you pick? I have listened to episodes of Legend of Retro. Yep. So I guess I'll go with that one. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I think if I was going to pick one to tell people to listen to that wasn't this one, I'd go with Noobs and Dragons. That's a, that's a, that's a safe bet. That's a good one. What about you? Uh, I, on the other hand, would probably go with my buddies Bob and Bax in the movie Blast. I do like their... They have a very succinct way to recap movies, and I enjoy it quite a bit. <laughs> but basically, from what it sounds like you're saying, is that GameZilla Media has something for everybody. They certainly do. Yep. Check us out, GameZillaMedia.com. Um, we have a podcast available, pretty much a new podcast available pretty much every day of the week. So you get new content all the time. We've got Patreon. Every month there's new content up. Uh, and we appreciate anything you guys donate as patrons. Uh, it helps us keep the lights on, helps us have equipment that works so we can provide you more stuff to listen to. <laughs> And um, we've been doing a lot of stuff streaming on Facebook lately, too. You can see Grim and and our buddy Cable stream on Facebook. Uh, sorry, he's, what is he now, Spidey? I never know. He keeps changing his name. Uh, but he's on Facebook. You can check him out there as well. And, um, yeah, and we're, we're, you can see us all the time on GameZillaMedia.com. Yeah, and don't forget to check out all our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Connect with us. Interact with us. Yep, on Discord. I'm on Discord a lot. Um, I'm slowly trying to get Joe to be on Discord more by including... I'm tagging him all the time now. <laughs> I do notice that. Yeah. Have you noticed the people that listen to the show are starting to tag you randomly now, too? I have noticed that, yeah. And so they're I'm, forcing you to I'm respond? I'm getting more involved in the Discord, it's Whether true. you like it or not. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so check us out on Discord. We love talking to you guys. Uh, and, you know, drop us uh, some movie movie ideas, too. We always like it when you drop us movie yeah, ideas. Yeah, suggestions are great. We're always looking, you know, for what you guys want to hear us talk about. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, left to our own devices, we'll just keep picking movies that we watched when you we were 10 years old. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which I'd be happy with. Yeah, I would be, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back 